It has officially been one year since Missing Colors became a podcast. And when I was laying on my couch one day in early April 2022, I knew a logo would be a very important piece to the puzzle of a podcast. It didn't take me long at all to think of a visual concept for the logo. And after getting my thoughts together on what I wanted the logo to look like, I reached out to a few people who would help make my vision come to life. And one of those individuals I reached out to so happened to be a childhood friend of mine by the name of Marissa. Marissa owns a small business called Sketchy AF by Rissa. I drew up a small example of what I wanted and Marissa made it come to life exactly how I wanted it to look. Without Sketchy AF, Missing Colors wouldn't have the amazing logo it does today. If you're looking to get a logo made or if you want to get beautiful stickers done of your family, pets, loved ones who have passed away, etc., Sketchy as fuck can do that for you too. I just cussed, but that's fine because we know what AF means. Yeah. You, <laughs> you can reach out to Marissa's Instagram. It is sketchyaf underscore by Rissa, or you can email her at sketchyafbyrissa at gmail.com. Now, this is a BIPOC small-owned business, so that gives more of a reason to support it. Yes, and we will include the links in the episode info, so you won't have to look very hard or very far for it. And we want to say a big, big thank you to sketchyaf underscore by Rissa. Yes, shout out to you, Marissa. We love you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So today I want to tell you guys a story or a case. I guess I should not say story because it's a case. <laughs> I want to tell you about a case uh, that takes place in Colorado. Angelica Esperanza Sandoval was born on October 19, 1989. At the time of her disappearance, she was only 21 years old. Angelica lived in Alamosa, Colorado, and she worked as a waitress. She was the oldest of six kids, and Angelica also had a daughter of her own who was one years old. Um, within a lot of my research, I found so many comments from people who knew of Angelica or just knew her personally, and the only things that were said about her was that she was a very sweet person. I, I couldn't find anything that bashed her. I couldn't find one bad thing about her. So based on that, we can kind of know how she was. She was just simply a good person. She was just taking care of her daughter, working hard, you know, doing the grind, doing what 21 year old, 21 year olds do who have kids. So yeah, right. Single moms, you guys know this grind, right? Like, <laughs> you go to work, you take care of your kid, you show up the best you can. But she also did that with so much grace. It sounds like she really wanted to do well by the people who loved her and respected them and really tried to lead her life with kindness. I tried to get in contact with the find on Helica Esperanza Sandoval F facebook page to win an interview so we could get more of a feel of who she was but unfortunately i didn't get an interview interview scheduled with anyone nobody got back to me so that's just where we are with that yeah we're gonna start the story off about angelica's disappearance about a year before she went missing so in november 2010 angelica's home was broken into late one night while her and her daughter slept the man threatened to shoot her and her daughter he also bound her with duct tape, and from what I can understand, he was going to rape her, but she was able to convince him to not, and instead, he robbed her of $200. Technically, 
she gave him the two hundred dollars, but right. this is still a robbery. She like put up right. the two hundred dollars so she could not get assaulted in that way. I mean, and you have to think too, like what kind of person is like, yeah, I'm going to sexually assault you. Well, you're going to give me $200. So I'll just take the money and go like, I'm very confused about this person just in general. But yeah, right. Luckily, Angelica recognized his voice and tattoos. So when she spoke to the police, she was able to give him a great description, which led to an arrest. Jose Luis Mariah was charged with menacing robbery, assault and cruelty to a child. Yeah. Now let's go ahead and fast forward to February 23rd, 2011. So it's about 9.50 in the evening and Angelica, Angelica, excuse me, had just finished doing some laundry at a local laundromat, which was just a few blocks from her house, which is like the 700th block of uh, 13th Street. And so the laundromat was, it looks like it was about six to seven blocks away from her home. So really it's not far at all. And Helica has her daughter with her. And while she's in the parking lot of her apartment, she, you know, you just come back from the laundromat. So she's taking clothes inside and she's taking her daughter inside and she's doing her best to unload her car. Um, And when I was living in California, there was like no like laundry units inside any apartment so you had to go out and like do your laundry like at a laundromat yeah and like it's it's intense so like having to go back and forth to get this get that so it's going to take a minute to Mm -hmm. unload your clothes especially if you have a baby and at at this time it's february and it's about to be 10 o'clock so it's really dark outside Mm -hmm. yeah it's cold it's dark and so she's probably trying to do the you know she's trying to hustle she's trying to get everything done Uh, She brings her phone inside and her brother is inside of the apartment at the time. So he is a witness to this. And so she does take her baby inside. She leaves her baby inside with her brother. And Helica goes back outside to finish grabbing her laundry and to also grab her purse. But she doesn't come back inside after that. So 10 to 15 minutes later, Helica's brother goes outside to look for her. And he gets this feeling that something is just off because... When he's looking for her, he doesn't find anything but the back door of her car open and her belongings on the floor. He calls his mom and he asks her, like, hey, did Angelica say she was coming over there or is she there? And their mom is like, "Uh, no. So she immediately goes over to the apartment and that's when she finds exactly what her son found. Angelica's car outside with the door wide open and her purse on the ground. Now... Her mother begins to search for her in nearby ditches and dumpsters because who just vanishes in thin air? Like she went inside to drop her daughter off, put some clothes inside. And it's not like she told her brother, hey, I'm going to mom's or can you watch the baby? She didn't say any of that. So, of course, her mom's like, I'm going to look anywhere at this point. Right. But she doesn't find anything. Yeah. And we also have to remember that it is nighttime. It's cold. And so when you're thinking about She's already taken her child inside. The door to the car is open. So she was just there. So her mom calls the police and the police rush over there. They check out the scene, all that good stuff. So I kind of get some conflicting times within the sources, or I'm sorry, get some conflicting information within the sources because some say that her purse was on the ground outside of the car and some say it was on the floorboard. But nonetheless, it's still alarming because who is going to go anywhere without their purse, car, phone, and cigarettes? All of those items were essential to Angelica, and her family says it's not likely for her to just leave them behind. And most importantly, her one-year-old daughter, 
her daughter was left behind in the apartment with her brother and that little girl was in Helica's world. So it's, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Now, the date that this takes place is really important because remember November 2010, right? She gets assaulted. Somebody's breaking into her home. And Helica was supposed to go to court for that case about 10 days after she disappeared. Once the courts got word that she was missing, they dropped the charges because without her testimony, there is no case. So considering she is the main witness, Jose, um, he wasn't let out of prison at the time because he was in there for unrelated assault charges as well. And he was already behind bars for 18 months. And although the charges in Angelica's case were dropped because she was missing, they decided, well, if we drop it, they can refile it once slash if Angelica is ever found. So suspicious timing. And unfortunately, that is like all of the main points in this story. It's a very straight one, two, three, we don't have any other answers type of case. This went on in 2011. So Angelica has been missing for what, 12 years now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's, there hasn't been anything else that have, that has came about the case. Right. So I decided to just have an on or an off script uh, conversation between Joy and I, because there wasn't much else for me to write after the fact that Jose got the charges dropped and all that stuff. So let's just go over some some things that I I kind of had questions and you know stuff about. Yeah. Um the the time frame was one thing that was confusing for some people. I was reading some comments on the Facebook page and some people were like, well, the sources and this is like more this is more closer to when it actually happened. So like these are year old comments and mm -hmm. people are like, well, some sources say 850, some say uh, like almost nice. closer to 10 o'clock. Like, what is it? Yeah. And I tried to get the name of the laundromat so I could see like when it closed to get more of a, a, a time frame. The timeline. Yeah. And I couldn't find it. I even like paused the YouTube video because there's a, a Steve Wilkos clip of Angelica's mom talking to Steve on the show about Angelica's disappearance. And I tried to pause the YouTube video to get the name right. of the laundromat and I couldn't even get that. So I, I don't know what the name of the laundromat is. But in the clip, when Angelica's mom is talking, she does say that her son called her at about almost 10 o'clock. So that does match up. Yeah. And when we think about it too, okay, so in he, it states that he went outside about 10 to 15 minutes later. So you know, if it if she disappears around 9.50, it would make sense that this is closer to 10 o'clock. Because if she disappeared at 8.50 and then he doesn't go outside for an hour, that doesn't make any sense, right? We also have to think about the timing of everything that's happening right now because she's she goes missing right before this case. Jose clearly has a pattern of assault. He is in and out of prison. I looked up some of his prison records and it's pretty... It's pretty much the same stuff. It's mm -hmm. uh, assault, robbery. He is, I mean, he's got quite the rap sheet. So the idea that she would go missing right before she's due to, to give testimony, which theoretically, I mean, he could have gotten some serious time because her testimony was solid. She's an eyewitness to the case. And making her 
go missing is really in his best interest. I don't know why she would go missing to protect him and then leave her daughter behind. You know what I mean? So, and it doesn't really, and knowing all of that, where does her brother really fit into this case, right? He doesn't have a motive to protect this guy who threatened to harm his sister and his niece. So I really think it was closer to 950 just based on all of the other information because I just don't I I just don't foresee him waiting an hour to to go look for his sister and why would he do that, right? What does he get out of lying? And uh, at the time of her disappearance, her child's father, he was also in prison. So we can hmm. count that off of the list. It's, it's not something that would be possible for him to do. Now, the fact that Jose was in prison around this time, that doesn't mean that he didn't construct this behind bars to get done in the outside world. We yeah. see that all the time. Um, people are you know, pulling the strings back there to make people do things out here in the real world that they are not able to do behind bars because you can't fucking commit murder or kidnap somebody while you're behind bars yourself. You're fucking not in the real world. So yeah. of course you're you're asking people to do A, B, C, D, E, F, fucking G for you. And <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> and especially if you have connections to dangerous people like that's not far-fetched it's not because his rap sheet shows that he he himself is a dangerous people a uh, dangerous people he's a dangerous <laughs> person <laughs> which means that he's likely hanging out with other dangerous people i mean i'm gonna be honest with you i'm pretty boring you know i'm an old lady these days and you know what i do is i hang out with other old people i hang out with people who want to drink wine and lay down so <laughs> <laughs> when you think about think about your own personal friend group right? There are not a lot of people in our life that we're going to spend a significant amount of time with that do these really horrible things to other people outside of family relations, right? Because sometimes you just can't quite find a way to divorce your family and no judgment there. But when you're thinking about your friends and the kind of things that you do, you probably have a lot in common. And if you're a violent criminal, you probably have a lot in common with the other people that you hang out with, which are probably going to be other violent people. I mean, they do say birds of a feather flock together, so. I mean, it's also interesting because Jose has other people that he's committed crimes with before. When you, right. look, when you look at his record, there are people who are associated with him. And I don't know if those people were out of prison at the time or if they were in jail at the time. But I'm going to say I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't. Right. Also... Police do have other suspects mm -hmm. on their list, but all of those suspects are in prison. So when you think about that and you think about the main suspect, mm -hmm. who we all kind of think is the one. I mean, right, allegedly. He's allegedly. Right, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Okay, but like, you know what I mean? When you put those two together, it, like I said, it's not far-fetched for him to con construct that to happen mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now let's talk about the laundromat yeah i thought about this for a very long time was somebody watching her at the laundromat and then followed her to the apartment or did they already know where she lived and were they waiting there because that's a time of opportunity 
because yes. that you're watching you're you're literally you have to be watching her to know that it's time after she takes her daughter inside yeah then i'm gonna get her yeah absolutely i totally agree with that because that window is so small because she she has her daughter with her which means of course they're not going to take her from the laundromat they got the kid with them with her right. and so you take you go home she goes inside she comes back and that's that's the moment somebody had to be watching because oh, definitely. the odds that they just happen to roll on by right right when she is by herself i just i i don't see that happening i just don't i don't see that happening at all they had to have been watching her oh yeah the, the, i honestly feel like there's no other explanation aside from the fact that they were watching her and oh that's so sinister that is so sinister but but then like if you go back to if they were watching her at the laundromat how long for sure because it takes a while to wash your clothes takes if especially if you have a good amount of clothes to wash it's going to take probably about an hour and a half sometimes even two hours to get all those things washed so how long were they watching her if they were watching her at the laundromat and so this is why it's very important that if you were nearby in that area of what is it 700 block on 13th street please just try and maybe dig deep in your memories maybe you saw a car or something like maybe you were at the laundromat at that time mm -hmm. just dig really deep in your memories please because i know somebody had to have seen something especially like i said if they were watching her at the laundromat somebody had to have seen a card staking out or something i mean and this is the thing is you don't know what you know you, you don't know what you know sometimes until right. you really sit back and you're like well that was kind of weird right right who knows i'll just mention it and that's how cases are solved all the time because somebody just said, you know, I don't know if this is relevant, but I mean, there was, I want to say, what was it? Not the Green River Killer. Uh, one of them, one of those uh, guys who was murdering prostitutes because we know that there are so many of them, unfortunately. Um, but um, one of the, the reason he got caught was because Gary Ridgway, I think it was his name. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got caught because... One of the women was previously assaulted by him and was like, hey, I don't know if this is relevant. I don't know if this is the same guy, but this is something that happened to me. And it really helped him close the case. So you just, you never know. You never okay. know. Okay. Now, back to the Steve Wilkos clip. In that clip, her mom said that one of the tips that were put out early on was that Angelica's body was, it was like somewhere, I think it was like somewhere in the valley. But around this time, it was like springtime, like like springtime. So it was like really rainy. And yeah. so it was not very possible for anything to be seen at that time. Right. But her dad went up there anyway and, you know, went to look for his baby and like he didn't find anything. But for that to be, and obviously people leave crazy tips and tips that are like not even anything all the time. Yeah. But I don't know, that kind of, gives me the, the creeps and like the area that they live in it's not that big of an area it's only 50,000 people that live in Alamos Colorado yeah so you would think that people know people but mm -hmm. unofficially type of thing yeah yeah I, I know what you mean it's also weird to me just in general that you know you hear somebody goes missing and people are begging for tips and you're like you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna offer a distraction let me give some bogus tips it's just like why would you do that right um, 
But I do wonder sometimes about whether or not, because you think about Colorado, there's a, um, a national forest like right next to Alamosa. And so it would be really hard to find a body out there. And we know that hikers stumble across bodies more than I care to admit that I know about. <laughs> you oh, know? yeah. I wonder how likely it is to find a body if a body is there to be discovered. Because right. we don't know what happened to her, but it's also it's also been a really long time. And you also have to think about like wildlife and yeah. what that does. And hopefully, you know, hopefully she's not deceased, but I don't know what the likelihood is that she would still be among the living. Unfortunately. And when you put all the components to the story together, she's doing something that's going to take a couple of minutes to where she's just going to be inside and then she vanishes and she's never seen again. That, no. It really honestly gives me the creeps. It just, it really, it really makes me wonder how often we see people without seeing them and then we are the last person to see them. Oh, don't. I just got the chills. I just got the chills. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, ha. Ah, I mean, you and I are both from California. So, you know, living in LA, you walk past thousands of people all the time. And every time I saw a missing person in an area which I was a frequent, you know, trap, you know, frequently traveling through, it really made me stop and wonder like, could I have seen that person? Could I have right. seen something that would that I just didn't see, like, I just wasn't paying attention. And so this is also kind of like a little reminder, pay attention to your surroundings. Because my dad always says that you never know who's watching you, right? Mm -hmm. You never know who's got their eyes on you. You gotta keep your head up. You gotta, you gotta pay attention. And as people of color in particular, right now in the United States, it's not safe. It's not safe for anybody. And you've got to pay attention because your life may be on the line. Right? And then we also have to think about the fact that something had just happened to Angelica mm -hmm. like a year, like less than a year before her disappearance. And for yeah. two things to happen consecutively like that, that goes to show that we are in danger. Yeah. People of color are in danger. And like, mm -hmm. like we said last episode, it's not always the people that don't look like you that are going to hurt you. It's the yeah. people that look like you, the people that don't, it's anybody. So yeah, just be just aware of attention. that. Yeah, right. for sure. Another thing that we wanted to touch on was that there were comments about her mom possibly passing. Yeah. So I was looking through the comments on YouTube and somebody said that her mom has passed at this point in life now. That sucks. So yeah. That's um, I also saw some really nasty comments on there that I don't even really want to say this, but somebody said that Angelica was cut up into pieces. Yikes. Why did you say that? Girl, I, girl, especially if it's not true. And I tried to like get them to respond. I was like, hey, I'm doing a podcast on Angelica. Is this true information? Where did you hear this? And obviously nobody got back to me. So maybe we'll have a follow-up then but if you're listening to this and you are that youtube person that commented that and you don't know for a a fucking fact that that happened you're an asshole yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know <laughs> but if for some reason you know that that did happen i need you to comment back on that youtube video and you know what i'm talking about 
I mean, honestly, everybody, we really do care about these cases. We take, we care about these missing women and we want to do our part in helping, helping law enforcement close these cases, helping families find the answers. And so we're, I know every case we ask you to check your memory bank and really take a moment to ask yourself, could I possibly know something? Um, but we also want to remind you to be safe and to be vigilant and to make sure that we all look out for one another. It's really, it's really sad that there is a child right now that's growing up without her mother and a mother that loved her so much that, I mean, at one years old, I don't know if she even would remember her. And so right. if we can give some closure to some of these families. I hate the word closure, but because, you know, she's still going. I mean, but it is a, it's a, a sense of closure when you know 